Somebody identified me. That's the first time someone's ever identified I mean, me. No, I like that. I like that. It's been a hair buff, so that's why I like the emphasis on that. Also, also, let's shout out to the location where we at. We're at Luliga, which is Philadelphia's premier cigar lounge yeah. in, Fish, in Fishtown. Premier. Yeah, you'll see a fish smoking a cigar. That's how you know it's us. Ooh, swag. They ain't doing it like that. Um, so you were lovely enough to invite us here Definitely. to do this interview. And it's only right that we just have a good time and chop it up with you because you're mad dope, man. You know, you gonna come on our podcast? For sure. All right, for sure. sure. Well, no. I have to invite you. If you guys are gonna invite me to your podcast, I have to invite you to my home. It's only right because mi casa tu casa. Mm. Is, that, is that that's some real Hispanic? Like you know. Well, that's just the saying. That's just the motto. I don't know. You know. Well, you should know. I know. I know that you have a. Yeah, my fiance is Hispanic, but like she's right. not really Hispanic. Like Hispanic adjacent. Oh, what you doing? Like I'm not really African. Like I'm, <laughs> no, no. You know how like I'm African adjacent. I'm just saying. Y'all don't know. And what? What is your fiance? You she's Puerto Rican and Mexican. Your fiance is not Mexican and Puerto Rican. She is though. I've never on met another. Every, but you're lying. Mother, on everything, her mother is Puerto Rican Mexican. So like her, okay. her dad is black, but her mother's Puerto Rican. <laughs> So she's black, Mexican, and Puerto Rican. Oh, yeah, I guess. Okay, okay. That, that, you had me thinking it was really Mexican oh, and Puerto Rican. Just, oh, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I was just talking about the Hispanic side. Okay. She's black, Mexican, and Puerto Rican. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, like if, if I had a kid with somebody, you know. Who's black, you would say. That's okay. what I'm saying. Oh, all right, all right. right, okay. Right, respect, respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. Look at that. No she's worries. She's wild for saying she's adjacent. <laughs> she is. She's been she can't speak Spanish. That's what Daddy looks like. Like if she speaks Spanish, I'd but be like, you she's... know what? You still love her, and that's well, why that's, that's your fiance. That's, that's all that matters. matters right? That's all that matters. That's yes. all that matters. All right. So <laughs> you did outside of being a race reporter, you did an epic TED talk. Yes. Thank you. It I appreciate that. It was very that. dope. And I have seizing opportunities. Seizing opportunities. I have a few questions about just that overall hey, because you can ask me anything you want. I think it's going to lead us to talk about your life. Thank you. So, but first things first, when you did that TED Talk, you did it at the beginning of last year. Yeah. Right before the pandemic. Correct. How crazy, looking at your life now from when you did that, has like the world just been and your life overall? You know, I always say that like God's timing is the perfect timing. And right when the pandemic happened, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to report the way I usually do. And someone that I really look up to, one of my mentors was like, this is the time a reporter like you was needed the most. 
your best stories are going to come out right now, your best reporting. And because of the pandemic, it got me sharper with television because I didn't really know production like that. I didn't know the camera game. I didn't know. I That's why I say reporting is my God-given talent. Like an intern just asked me the other day, he was like, I want to be like you. I want to have your job. I was like, I make it look easy, but it's not easy at all. Trust me. And he was like, do you write any of your questions down? I'm like, no. Like, just I'm, off the top? It's all always off the top. Like that's how I know it's like it's my destiny. I'm always prepared. Like if you tell me at 7 a.m., I'm gonna. Ha you're gonna have to interview this person at 7:30. I'm gonna be ready. You want? You want have something? No, I'm. It, you're gonna be like this girl's prepared. Ooh. I stay ready, and I said that in my TED talk. That's what I'm saying. So season. Ready, I'm gonna say. You gotta so, be prepared. So with season opportunities, like you said, COVID has made you probably a better journalist. Did you realize that, like, when COVID first started? Cause like your TED talk was in January. COVID started like March. Yeah. So like how crazy was that kind of like shutdown happened in March. Shutdown happened in March. So how crazy was that kind of like shift? Cause you were telling people like, I'm gonna see y'all. Y'all yeah. gonna be where I'm yeah, at. Yeah. I'm gonna come watch y'all. I'm gonna come watch y'all. So how was that just kind of flip? No, because when when COVID first happened, the pandemic for the when the pandemic first happened, I felt like I had a shackle on myself because I do all my interviews face to face. Mm -hmm. mm. I I've never not done an interview where I can't physically be in the same room as you. And I, like I said, I'm not really like a tech person. I, this is just my God-given talent. I just know how to do it the old-fashioned way. <laughs> so it's just, just, just pen pad, let's go get it. Like, I, I, then that's why I was so bad in the beginning because like, <laughs> I was so bad in the beginning. What do you mean like, bad? Like, I, don't, I don't believe that. No, no, because, because no. I was about to ask, so like, how, would, how did your interview style change when you couldn't be there physically? That's it's like meeting you, meeting you, like you're a very like in-person type person. And then like getting to meet you was just like, oh yeah, that vibe that you catch in person. So like, how did your interview style change? I, that's exactly what I'm saying, that yeah. I had to learn to adapt to the times. And what was your first interview not in person? Do you remember it? Yeah, with Selena's husband. <laughs> like that's a big interview, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, like, and it was on Zoom. I'm about to say, yeah. so you, that was your first Zoom. Was that your first, yes. like, using of Zoom or just Zoom interview? I don't interview? use internet. Like, I mean, I don't use technology. Like, I'm the worst typer. I didn't really have a computer growing up. Like, I'm tech is not me. Like, mm -hmm. I just, like, I'm trying to tell you. Like, it's really, people, people tell me all the time, it's your common sense and your street smarts. The mixture of the two that has got me this far and made me survive and adapt. So at whatever you throw at me, I'm going to pick it up. It I'm going to yeah. make it work. So sure. that was my first Zoom interview, and you probably so wouldn't have husband. off the gate. How long did it take to get comfortable doing Zoom interviews? Well, if you ever read The Alchemist, mm -hmm. in The Alchemist it says... If you ever do something, she's supposed to be giving me a list of books. Of I, I have she your has, list of books. No, I have your list of books. She's not a big fan of that book. So, well, let me just tell you. Well, there's a message in every book you read. I read it. It's not. So, a message that the book says it's like when you do something the first time and it's a home run, mm -hmm. it's not beginner's love. It's God showing you this is your destiny. This is what you're destined to do. Mm -hmm. So every time I do something mm -hmm. and I hit it out the park, like I have a good, I, I'm like pretty spiritual. Mm -hmm. Like I know He's already showing He's me game. I respect that. Take it as a sign. Take it I, as a sign. I take everything as signs. So, so let's likewise. more TED talk. In your TED talk, you one thing that I, another thing is you were very open. Yeah, very and open. you know who who gave me that message? Who? Martha Raddatz. Mar Martha Raddatz is our Martha Raddatz is our top correspondent, like a legend in the game. You know, it's Martha. Cookie Roberts, Diane Sawyer. She's shout one of the to, heads. She's one of the heads at ABC. And shout out to the bosses. Yeah, and 
I, I know a lot of correspondents, but when I said I needed help, she's someone that told me just be your genuine, true self, and you know, this is your time to tell your story, and it was the first time that I had the opportunity to do that, and, um, she, and she helped me. Yeah, so one thing, you were, very, like I said, you were super open. You were talking about your family, Definitely. your personal life. Um, so let's di let's do let whatever let's you want to do. You live with your grandparents until you were eight. Yeah. What's that? What's it like? I know a lot of people talk about living with their grandparents and growing up with them, but what's it like being in the house with your grandparents? Like, like you know, they, every day. They show you unconditional love because I feel like since they've raised their own kids and then mm. they get older and they learn how to experience more. Mm. Like I know that my grandma is someone that like she she loses sleep over me till this day. Like mm. me and her just got in an argument two days ago because I told her, I was like, well, I, I'm grown. You can't be stressing me out <laughs> and telling me, did you get home? Like you can't, you, no. And she was like, get, get, like, 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 of course, like, yeah. I'm also, why you learning how you get home? Because she needs to chill, because I'm grown. Yeah, I know, I'm still her baby. That's what I'm saying, like, she she loves me so much. She loves me like, I'm, I'm so grateful. And, and she, she taught me how to have a pure heart. You know, like, I, she taught me forgiveness. My grandma is someone that's very forgiving, and that's a trait that she really taught me. Mm -hmm. so. so you mentioned you left at eight mm -hmm. to live with your mom. <laughs> yeah, I didn't leave. Okay, I didn't, okay, okay, I didn't okay, 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 okay. Eight years let's, old, you can't make your own decisions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so that's a good, I think, so the way you explained it, you said <laughs> your mom wanted, that's a, you my wanted, mom, okay, your mom so wanted my you. mom started mm -hmm. dealing with my stepdad. Okay. Mm -hmm. And my stepdad's like, oh, you have a son and you have a, a daughter. A daughter. Mm -hmm. My mom's pregnant with her third child. And he's like, well, why doesn't your daughter just come live with us? Yeah, and then, you know, like, my, my grandma, my grandpa, they don't speak any English. They didn't really do anything off the books. They didn't have, like, full custody yeah. and paper. They just made sure they took yeah, care of me. Yeah, they just made sure they took care of me. Mm -hmm. So they... Your mom in tech would you Yeah, like, she took I me. I need mine. It, yeah, but I don't think it was for the right reasons. Okay. <laughs> Your forgiveness, though. Like, let's, let's not blame mom. I didn't right learn now. forgiveness until, like, last year. <laughs> So you that was that was the to me was the part I was like wow like you really went there like you were really explaining a lot of trauma and a lot of things about like I would have made it would have kept to self I don't know if I would have gave it to that public audience but no, you, you gave it there. But you know, crazy, you, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? I never said this before, but I'm gonna tell you guys this. Mm -hmm. Is this an exclusive? Um, after my TED talk, when I got done, a lady from the audience came up to me and she was like, you know, I just want to thank you. And I was like, what are you thanking me for? She said, you know, I have one sister. When I was 16, she was 18. She said, I had to go into foster care. My sister could have fought for me, but she didn't. Mm. And it changed my life forever. I had two years of hell. The worst times of my life was in foster care. And she's like, I love my sister. Da -da -da. Like, both of my parents are dead. I'm all she has, vice versa. But she could have changed my life. And she yeah. didn't make that decision. And it's like, I couldn't live with myself knowing that my sisters would have been in that situation. So that's the segue. So, yeah. <laughs> 18, you end up being someone's parent. Definitely. Two people's parents. She's Not definitely. one person, she two people. She was a runaway, though. Yeah. Two but two people's young, yeah, so we skip, we, yeah, go ahead. Now, I like, I like, he's a journalist, he's a journalist, he's a journalist, yeah. She moved me along, she got me to the, Yeah, he's a journalist, he's a journalist. Damn, so. He's a journalist. 
The runaway part. That was like 13, right? 15. 15. Was the runaway part, was it like, I know it's sort of survival, but was it more so like, hey, this is my only option. I don't want to go back to grandma or like, I just want to get far away from mom. I was just going through it. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I would say like, at 15, it was probably the hardest part of my life. Like, I was crying every single day. Like, God, get me out this situation. And the reason why I feel like I had no choice but to do that is because my older brother was put in placement. And I never said that in my TED Talk. And mm. then that's, I'm waiting for my second TED Talk, but I wrote that on an Instagram post. I know you guys follow me on Instagram, yeah. but like my older brother, um, when he was 15, he was going through so much and he got DHS involved and he had to go into the system. Mm. And me seeing someone that was like, so, that's not happening. Yeah, me seeing someone that was so close to me and he had to go through that. Like, I just, I couldn't let that happen to myself. And the last thing he told me before he got put in placement, he was like, take care of these girls. Like, he put that responsibility on me, mm. you know? And it's just, like, something that I carried with me. Like, till this day, that's the, my siblings, we all went through our own hurdles. Um, even, like, my little sister and my baby sister, we all went through something. But I would say he had it the worst because he had to go into the system. Mm. So, that... That sort of time from 15 to 18, like that, for that's puberty. That's that's just a maturing age for all of us. But yours is more far different. It's family. It's relation. It's all these things she, heightened. She jumped off the porch. Definitely. For, for, for sure. For sure. For sure. When you had to make that decision that like I'm taking in my 16 year old and eight year old yeah. sisters, sisters. Yeah. how does like an 18 year old actually decide? Because like you have to make a at some point you have to say I'm doing this. Doing freshman year. College. The college like yeah. someone you have to make some decision. What makes be you be like? Because I just told you like my brother like I he went into the system and like I think for me my baby sister was such a baby that her first word wasn't mama or papa, it was Abba. Like me and her, like that was really my baby. Like when you would see me, you would see her. And what I said in my TED talk was real. Like um, my little sister, I got a call from DHS and they said that she was cutting herself. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, man, I can't let this go down. Like I'm not, I gotta step in. And I know the trauma that my mom put me through. And I think me leaving home because I wasn't there, it followed to the next kid. Yeah, you yeah. understand? Mm -hmm. And um, next up in line. Yeah, sure. and I, it was when I made that decision. It's so crazy, yo! It's the week I turned eighteen. I just turned eighteen. Well, that's what I'm saying. I like, just turned eighteen. Yeah. I can't even live my life, that's and what I'm, I'm going saying. through all this. But that's what I'm saying. God's timing is the best timing. Because had I been seventeen, I wouldn't. Have been I would even to. been. Yeah, 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 legally, yeah, yeah. And I remember my judge told yeah, me that. Yeah, yeah. My judge told me that he was like. You just turned 18. You have the rest of your life ahead of you. Mm -hmm. He was like, but I'm going to give you this responsibility. But that's the thing. Like, some people won't even, like, some judges may not even allow. They'll say. Mm -hmm. Oh, he was tough, though. Oh. Uh, yeah, like, what was that court? Like, what is it like going through the court family system? Court. Family court. At that, at that age. Because, yeah. like, as adults, it's different. Family You're court and criminal court. Because she said that I kidnapped her kids. Whoa. Whoa. You, you did not let us know that in the text. This is all exclusive. <laughs> So you had a dad, you were on criminal charges. Yeah, I had my senior year of college. I remember, like, um, I post this every Mother's Day. Like, people that would see me in class, they would mm -hmm. always see me with my baby. And, like, they would see me with my little sister. And my professors would be like, yo, there's going to be a special place for you in heaven because I see you with these two girls. Like, you would see me on my mom duties with my sisters, like, because I just had to hold it down. Like, I, I, I feel like God don't put nothing on me I can't handle. Nah, your mom's kind of wild for that. She, she, uh, the charges? Takes one to know one. Yeah, takes one to know one. That's kind of wild for the charges. <laughs> takes one to know one. Damn. Yeah. 
For sure. So that, that kind of threw me. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of like I'm processing that because kidnapping is different. Like them, your sisters. You said she called you Alba, where well, she came like. Well, that's because you know you already had. She had a strike on her before. You know, how does it look that you already had one kid put in the system? Two DHS strikes. You understand DHS. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, so anything to get me out the game. But um, So the judge was very difficult. He was very, very tough on me. Um, I, it wasn't looking good. And I remember, like, me and my sisters, my sisters were, like, they were always in panic. Can you imagine, like, two little girls yeah, going through that? Like, they're, they're panicking. Like, you're a child, but they're children. They're children. panicking, like, yo... Am I gonna not see you anymore? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's just more stress on me because I'm trying to finish school. I got these two I'm kids. I'm about to say, what's school like for you during this process? I, shout out to my professors because even though they gave me a hard time, they knew like what you were going through. What I was going through. They would see me. Anyone that went to school with me, they will vouch for me that they would see me with my sisters. When you saw me, you witnessed me with two little girls at all times. So even when I was dating people. No, because like I would I would have to like take my baby sister to school. I would have to like pick her up. Like they would meet me on campus. Like you just take that responsibility. Like it just and you know what's crazy? When I left Philly mm -hmm. and um my sister was already growing and the baby had to go with her father, like I remember someone told me when you have kids you'll never sleep the same again. Yeah. But I, I was going through depression for like six months. Like crying every single day because I was worried about yeah, them. Yeah. Them your, them your kids. yeah exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. I was a mess. I was a, I didn't even want to talk to no one. Like I just I was so worried, like, are they gonna be okay? Isn't that stressful though? Like it was just stressful. for your your like whole being. It was stressful. You know what's crazy too? Like, I see a lot of kids who like in college, they'll they'll be like, I'm going through this, I can't afford this, I can't afford this. I'm like, bro, I don't feel bad for nobody. Like the interns or like when anyone tells me, I'm like, if only you knew what I went through when I was your age. Like and I handled it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But I carried it. You know what I'm saying? But I understand what you're going through okay, when they okay. tell me that. So I'll look out for you a little more. I'm saying that's where your heart is. Yeah, that's where that's for where sure. that lies. No, for sure. So get that shit together. Abby yeah, tough up. Abby what? Come on, right. <laughs> Y'all gonna be good friends. <laughs> so, um, talk about internships. What was it like that trans cause yeah. I couldn't, I barely, she was going through internships and all that yes. with the kids. That's my yes. point, that's yes. my point. I could barely do it. Yes. And I ain't had no kids in sight, so like. <laughs> but shout out to the Philadelphia Daily News okay. because they knew what I was going through okay. and Gar Joseph, God bless the dead, he's an editor who passed away from brain cancer and he was someone who was like, my is my guardian angel till this day. He knew what I was going through and like, he just knew how tough I was. Like, I didn't even show that with my reporting. Like, you would have never known that this girl's going through that because I still, like, I wanted to get to my dream that bad. Like, I didn't let anything get in front of me from my vision. And then, and, and then that's another thing. I know you don't like the alchemist, but it's like, what's for you is always going to be yours no matter what that. time. No matter what that. time. If it's got your name on it, it's always going to have your name on it. Thanks. I'm not mad at that. So what was the experience at the Daily News that made you realize, oh, oh I could do this? Okay. Another exclusive. Like, um, when I got to the Daily News, I was already going against kids who, like, went to Penn, who, like, had a lot of journalism experience that wrote for the college newspaper, and I did not write for my college newspaper. I didn't have a recommendation from any professor. I was the underdog coming in there. Mm -hmm. And, um, like I said, just the editor at the time, he just saw a lot of potential in me, and he didn't care about, like, 
the title. He just knew I had it. Like, like I said, my street smarts. Like, I'm from mm -hmm. here. There's no excuse. If you're born or raised here, you should be able to provide a story. I see you tweeting about um, someone. They say, what's the name of that? It starts with an S. And people don't, can't ship Skokio? Oh, the Skokio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The school call. You were, you were, you were, <laughs> it's somewhere in Philly. You were very upset about people saying it or reporters maybe not saying it correctly. Because this is my thing. This is my thing. I don't infiltrate nobody's city. You understand? Like, now I live in D.C., but I'm not from there. And if you're going to be a good reporter, you have to do your reporting. You have to know your neighborhoods. You have to know your people. You have to know your community. And sometimes people come in as a transplant, and they think they can be they're the all-knowing, and you don't. You have to humble yourself. You got to be one with the people and in the city before you can become a reporter. Okay, you understand? And that and that's facts. That's how I got to be good in D.C. It took me a minute to like gather my sources and be and and really know how to pick things up. But back to the Daily News. How did I know <laughs> that um, it was going to be for me? You know, I'm a reporter. Listen, you're interviewing. Yeah. No. So. I think one of the pivotal moments for me, I grew up reading the Philadelphia Daily News and Inquirer, and I remember my first week being an intern, I would go to the newsroom, I'd be like, this is crazy, this is, I, till this day, I've never been starstruck, and you know, I've interviewed a lot of celebrities, I've, been, I've met a lot of people, I've Shout never been, Bobby. I've never been starstruck, this is the only time, and remember the messaging, God sends you the message, it was my first week being an intern, and my editor was like, I was walking by the newsroom. He's like, perfect, Abby, you're the person I need to talk to. Come into my office. He's like, there's someone I want you to meet. And I walk into the newsroom, and I look to my right, and it was Helen Ubinas. She's a columnist at the Daily Ooh. News. And that's someone I used to grow up reading, every, like, all the time. Like, she was the best reporter. She was page three. And when I, I, just, I just saw her, and I was just like, oh, like, this is Helen. And she, she was so dismissive. She did not mess with me. She was like... She was just, but now she stuck with me. Now I'm her favorite. Now I'm like her daughter. But that moment of like meeting someone that you would like just admire from a distance, it That's was, right. yeah, I That's was like, right. well, this is crazy. Like, yeah, and she became my mentor. She, she's, and I talked about her in my TED Talk. She was the person that, you know, like I said, with the messagings and the signs, mm -hmm. um, my mentor was like, you know, you're so talented. You're so good to be here already. I don't want you to limit yourself being here. And then two days later, she was like, I really want to have lunch with you. I never had a one-on-one -on -one discussion with her, and I had lunch with her. She was like, man, you're so good, and you're so young. You need to leave Philly. It came to me twice in a week. That's two yes. people who yeah. were like, a hand were, their, their hands were so strong, they were worried about me. So. What is it like leaving your hometown? Because I, I know people talk about it, and it's easier said than done. Yeah. But, like... People not built for it. Yeah, like, and you were like, I'm going to do this for Philly. It was a little different for yeah, you. hundred percent. So what was it like having to make that trek down... With no help. Down south to 95? You had to sell your car. And I Ooh. had no help. Ooh, Can you Ooh, imagine? Before we get into this, <laughs> shout out to the homeless man. Words <laughs> <laughs> and inspiration. Yes, and the homeless he's man... Real yeah, yeah, shout out to Y'all the homeless man. That's yeah. my dog. And if see, I see him, it's a, Philly. Yeah. You to get everybody but, but look, that's because that's because that comes with being <laughs> one in the for? community. That's what I like. I yeah. like the, what you cry for. That, it up. Yeah, that comes with being one with the community. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Like everyone in DC, I can't walk without someone like I got a story. Yo, I got a story for you. Like, to, like till this day, because people know like I'm such a I'm about my craft 24 seven. But leaving Philadelphia. You know, a lot of people, they leave when they go to school, but mm -hmm. they come back home. Mm -hmm. Some people leave for a little bit. I'm like, oh, he, they're going to make it for like a couple of months, a year. They don't ever like roll the dice and bet on themselves. 
and leave and never come back. Mm -hmm. But I think it's because of my mentor. Like, and look, and you know what? This isn't something else I want to say. When I got to DC, I was so disappointed at myself. I was embarrassed that I wasn't where I wanted to be. And I didn't reach out to him as much as I should have. Because yeah. I felt like he wasn't going to be proud of me. He, and yeah, and it's crazy because the last message he ever told me, he was like, Abby, like, I'm proud of you no matter what because you left. I'm about to say, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a hard thing that's to right. do. And, and, and this is, and this is, this is, he taught me one of the greatest lessons in my life because I know when someone really wants the best for me. Mm. He taught me that lesson. I could sense it. I know it. I know when it's genuine because he, there's nothing I could have done for him. You know, he just wanted to make sure I was okay. And I'll never forget, like, two years went by, three years went by, and I was like, man, I, I should reach out to him. I should reach out to him. And then, like, it was just one day out of nowhere. He was on my mind so heavy, and I was, like, crying. I was scared to call him. And someone called me. They're like, yo, he passed away today. Damn. And he was on my spirit. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was so on my spirit. And I was like, I didn't even get the chance. He, if he were to see what I'm doing now, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he was proud of me before I was even there. Because he, he already knew. Yeah. He already knew. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I know when someone says they're proud of me, I don't really take that, like, okay. you know, like, I got to feel it because I know. Because mm. this man was proud of me when I didn't when I was an intern. That's what I'm And that's true. why I rep for the interns hard. I was an intern, too, so I'm, 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 yeah. I'm big well, fan of interns. And look, at ABC, I was never an intern. I, I, came in, I came in swinging. But I know what it is to be an intern. So you spoke about that. You said there was a story. You said yes. you, you, you got a, no, but let's get back. You sold your car. I, I did everything. Was that the most down bad moment you had? Or did it get worse? Did you have to, did you have to get like me and sell blood no. for a few dollars? Oh, no, 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 no. He was selling blood. Yeah, I know. Bought it, bought All right, but listen, no, because like I. <laughs> that is criminal. I'm sorry. I feel as though, I feel as though the the girl that I spoke about in my TED talk that was like, you don't even come live with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her and her mom just had me. Like, what are the chances that someone's gonna let you live with them and like hold you down? I still had to pay rent. I still had to cook. I still had to clean. I still had to do my thing. Yeah, but yeah. it's hard leaving home. You don't know no one there. I had no friends. I had no family. I'm in a whole new city. I never left Philly before. I'm going through all these emotions. Plus, I don't have my sisters. Like, it was just like everything was stripped. Mm. But that's why I'm so independent, you know? Have you seen me in the... I don't give no one my time. I don't give no one my energy. I don't give no one my attention. What can you do for me that I can't do for myself? Let the people help you. <laughs> you know, you got to be a stepper to come step to me. Shout out to Ye. feel like Ye said something like that. feel like Ye feel like No, 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 no. We don't play over here. But. <laughs> so, you're in Philly now. Um... Do you remember the story that, because you talked about, you said there yes. was a story that got you on. Yeah, that mm. definitely changed my life. What is, do you remember, not the story, but like what was going on before that? What led you to that yeah, story? Yeah, it's, it's like I said, God's timing. Helen, the, um, your men my one mentor, of your mentors. Yeah. One of my mentor, I was having such a bad week that week, and I called her, and I was like, it's about to be over for me. Like, I, I can't be here no more. In D.C.? In D.C. It's been a year. Things aren't happening fast enough. I could just come back home. I was crying to her, and she was like, listen to me. You're going to have to go out there and get a story. You, you, as soon as you get the story, it's going to turn yourself around. Go get your story. Mm -hmm. Like, she just gave me words of encouragement, and I'm like, damn, like, she's right. And that's, and that's another thing. I feel like I can't give up. Because 
of those two people, they got their money on me so, so much, you know? Like, I had to keep on this journey because I know how much they invested in me. You know, when someone invests in you, like, if I had an intern and I invested in them, I'm like, why did you give up? Why did you come back? You had Ooh. it. You were already there. So that's what she's telling me. And that week, I was, it was a terrible week. I was like, I'm about to, I'm about to leave. And then the Parkland shooting happened. Do you remember Parkland? Yeah. Yes, Parkland. Um, it was like Columbine. It was the mm. biggest school shooting on Valentine's Day. Someone came in, shot up the whole school. Who was that guy, Hog? He's like kind of still famous off of that. So, so... I was like, damn, that's my story. I love stories like that. Like, I would love to go talk to these families and these victims, everything that happened, but it happened in Florida. And I just had my eye on it, and um, I'm on Twitter. And I noticed kids in D.C., they were like, we have to do something about the Parkland shooting. We're tired of these mass shootings in schools. Mm. So I DM'd one of the kids, and I said, well, what are you going to do? And they were like, we're going to meet at the library. You could come to us. And it was 10 kids at the library. And they were in a circle, and they were like, our plan is to invite the Parkland kids to D.C., and we want to start a march, and we're going to call it the March for Our Lives. And I said, well, you guys are the smartest kids I ever met. I'm going to give you guys your first story. Oh. So I told City Paper, let me freelance it for you guys. I freelanced it, not even knowing what this was going to lead to, but I just gave them their first story. And at this time, I'm breaking an exclusive without even knowing. <laughs> I earned the kids' trust. A week later, they said, hey, we're going to have a national walkout. Nobody knows. They sent it to kids in D.C., Maryland, Virginia, all around the country. They're like, we're going we're gonna to walk out tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Do you want to walk out with us? I was like, sure. I'll wear a book bag. I'll wear a hat. I'll walk out. And it was like national news. Mm -hmm. The kids were walking out of their classroom. I started tweeting. And as I'm tweeting, my Twitter starts going crazy. CNN, NBC, everyone, can we use your reporting today? We'll give you a stipend. We'll give you money. And when ABC reached out to me, that's who I wanted to work for. Mm. And, I, and they were like, can we use your reporting for the day? We'll give you credit. We'll give you this. And I said, I'll let you use my reporting if you give me a job. <laughs> By the grace of God, um, an editor that was there at the time, he DM'd me. He was like, send me your resume. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And he was like, can we use your reporting? Do we have a deal? I was like, do I have an interview? He was like, yeah, Wednesday. And I never forget that um, Wednesday comes around, I go to my interview, and he was like, let me just tell you, you've got to be proud to making it this far to come speak to me, because I've never had anything happen, to, happen like this in my, in my life, where I'm, I'm, I'm telling a girl who seems like she's a good reporter, coming from an interview off the street. No recommendation, not an intern, not in grad school, just my reporting, off my reporting. He said, I'm going to give you a job. I mean, you did all the work. Right? You did the work. So why not give you the job? You don't need to go to school. And, look, and look at me now. Look at you. <laughs> now they're stuck with me. So let's. I, that's another thing I want to talk about. Your actual reporting. Um, yes. Race and culture. Yes. But you, like, don't just do one thing. Like, we no. talked about Hispanic Heritage Month, but you've done things about... Ethiopia, yeah. um, you've done things about the, I'm gonna say this wrong, help me, it's the T, Tell, Tigray? Oh, Tigray. Well, you know why? Because I live in DC. Yes. DC had, the DMV area is the highest population of Ethiopians outside of, outside of Ethiopia. I learned that from your reporter. Yes, absolutely. And you know, I live in my community and people know I'm a reporter. They're like, you need to do a story on the Tigray crisis. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's do it. And that's culture, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I'm saying. They're like, my stories, and this is this is another thing, and I want to say this. I take pride, and I take a lot of time with the big stories as well as the small stories. You yeah. know that. Like, an yeah. opportunity, I don't care if it's big or small. The same energy I give to a Styles P is the same energy I'm going to give to the Ethiopian crisis. Yeah, sure. 
100 percent if you're a good reporter it doesn't matter about the bright lights you know yeah. what i'm saying and i always say that that my smallest stories give me my biggest blessings it's funny i was watching I was not so many people were talking about that at that time even when you reported on it. i'm always no. on things early for sure i was also looking at your like your all your bylines and whatnot and i went and it took me to the good morning america page that's where i saw the styles p uh, is there something you like more you'd like more you know this like news kind of street culture or like entertainment people is there uh, one that you prefer or you know like so I tell people I cover the streets, but I tell people I make the streets national. Yeah, I like that. That's what I do, and no one does it like me. So when I find an issue, I try to peg it to something that people around the world can relate to. Mm. So even like Styles P, that was my pitch for Black History Month. And Black History Month, I know people want to do the Kamala Harris. They want to do political stories. They mm. want to do things like that. But he clean the neighborhood. He, Styles P is black history. Mm -hmm. He has the only, the first black hip hop pharmacy. Yeah. You pharmacy understand? Life, and pharmacy for life, shout out P, shout out P and his wife, my very good friends. I love um, that juice bar in Brooklyn. Yeah, for sure. Shout so, and I feel like, look, he invested his money and he started making juice bars, but he did it in low income neighborhoods yeah. where you you can't find juice bars in there. The Living in the ghetto, desert. in the food you desert. You know what, I have a hot take. He and that sort of movement started like all the bodega because if you go to Brooklyn now, every bodega has a juice, some sort of like 100%. juice. Hundred percent, and he was thing. on it early. And he, he was, was on it first. One of the first people doing that. And in to Brooklyn. me, that's history, and he's black. Yeah. He's making black history, so why not cover that? And true. no one else is thinking of it, right? That's true. And no one else, yeah. And it's just, you know, what I can say about ABC, as crazy as my ideas are, and as they will support me. They will be like, all right, come on, Abby. Because they know I'm gonna, I'm gonna come through, right? It doesn't sound like a story. It may not look like a story, but I trust that it is my story. I, I can tell you, it's my God-given talent. It's my intuition. I just know it. I've seen you also have bylines with other reporters um, talking about either I've seen COVID or just Definitely. larger world stories. What's it like, like having to do work with other reporters to? bring stories to life. The, I love splitting a byline, all right? Like, I don't got no shame in my game because you know what I tell people? I'm not here to compete with you. I'm here to eat with you. All right, we can all eat together. Hey, hold on, hold on. Let's make some noise for that. I'm not here to compete with you. I'm here to eat with you. There's enough room for everybody to get down and bust a grub. So when uh, when, a boss. <laughs> when a reporter fucking swag. Yeah, when a reporter comes to me and they ask me for assistance or they ask me for help, I'm like, why can't we just split the story? If you cover global affairs, if you cover medicine, let's do it and let's make it a mix with race and culture. Politics, you know, I just did Joel Caston. Joel Caston was an inmate. He's serving a life sentence yes, in the DC jail. Got voted, yeah. yeah. And he got voted. He won a local election. That's a political story. But I'm like, it's really recent culture. He's a black man that's serving a life sentence. That he won yeah, fair and square. It, it doesn't. Yeah. That he's a commissioner no matter what. You understand? So I'm like, well, tell politics what's up. Let's let's do it together. You know, because I'm not the expert in politics. I'm the expert in race and culture. I need you to help me. You understand? I need you guys both to, let's do it together. So I enjoy splitting stories with people. Um, I know a lot of reporters don't like to split stories. That's what I'm saying. And, a lot of, and another thing that I do that a lot of reporters don't do, if I feel like I'm not the best reporter for this story, if I feel like I'm not gonna give the best job, and I feel like, you know what, Charles really covers this, let me give it to him, because he's gonna do it justice. And I learned that from Philadelphia. Mm. And that's what I'm saying, like that internship, me being in Philly, 
really molded me and taught me so much. Like it was my foundation and it's a lot of the tools I still use. We're talking a lot of East Coast, but is there a dream market, a place outside of maybe DC, New York, <laughs> Philly, this area that you would love to be in? Nope. No, because I can't focus. That's why I feel like God put me in D.C. with no friends, no family, no nothing, because he's like, you know what? You're going to be miserable, but you're about to learn. <laughs> you're you're going to learn do, so Don't much. do my city like that. Nah, it's, it's, it's no, your vibes. city got their ways. They got their ways. No, I, I mean, look, it made me. It made me who I am. So right. D.C. saved my life. That's what I tell people, saved my life. But nah, I don't see, uh, for me, it's the tri-state. Like, I'm okay. born and raised. I'm such a, like, I, I'm such an East Coast girl that I can't see myself anywhere else. But you know, who Never knows what life? Never. I was gonna say, who knows what life will bring me? I love it. The I love person it. you want to smoke your first cigar with might be not here. <laughs> might be in Cali. I, I'm pretty. Might be I know. For you in I Los know. Angeles. I know the person that I'm supposed to smoke my first cigar with is not. Do it, you? It, yeah, I know that they're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I know that they're not here, baby. Go. So, we, we're gonna get into that. Go ahead. Yeah, tell us more. No, I just since know. We're since, since we're here. Since we're here. Since we're here. Since we're here. No, I just know. I know that they're not here. Okay. Um, look, this is a, your career is very much so popular. You have all the juice. Boo, you got any more career questions? I got Philly questions and life questions now. You got any more career, career questions? questions? Nah, we can go. You know, so we're in Philly. It's only right I ask you about cheesesteaks. <laughs> you don't eat meat, though. But I grew up eating meat. Okay. I didn't, I stopped eating meat when I got to D.C. because, quite honestly, you know, I couldn't find, like, my favorite foods there. Huh? Interesting, because I know, sometimes I assume that this is something people. food does in D.C., too. Yeah, yeah I assume yeah. this is something people do in adulthood, but then I meet people, they're like, yo, I ain't been eating meat since I'm, like, seven years old. I'm like, oh, respect. Nah, I know people it. like that, too. That's what I'm saying. Shout out to Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, cheese things, is it Geno's and Pat's? I'm putting them together or Poppy Store? Respectfully, I'm from North Philly, uh, born and raised. Hey. Um, if you're from Philadelphia, I, Pat's and Geno's are like tourist place, but some people from South Philly, you know, that's how they get down. For me, it's neither what you just said is Max's, which is on Erie Avenue off of Germantown. That's my favorite spot to get a cheesesteak because I'm mm. so North Philly. Okay. And you got to go to the trenches. People don't really want to go to the trenches. Like, they don't want to get that ambiance. They're a little scared to go to Max's. But if Where's you. Where's Max's? I just said on Erie Avenue in North Philly. If you watch any of the Rocky movies, you see Max's. Yeah. I, like, I like this. There's a poppy store on 17 in Oxford. You Shout sound crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I used to live on 18 for Oxford. Great poppy you're store. Such a, you're such a Philly, like, college transplant. Yeah, listen, that's my place. 17 for Oxford. Okay, shout that's him out. Guy. Shout him out. Shout him out. Shout him out. They treated us right over there. They showed us right. All right. That's every, that's every. Go ahead, continue. What? The, all, all, the, all the poppy stores show love? Yeah, 100%. I don't know, man. Some of them were nicer it's than not, others. No, it's because you think like that because you're from D.C. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys aren't very friendly. No. I don't know. Yeah, like, People no. in New York aren't friendly. N we're in Philly. 
That's what I'm saying. I think we're in between. So we're in between DC. Yeah, and, and I always say that. I always yeah, say I would, that. I, would say I always people say that. Are nicer. I think people are nicer, but people are also very much so like tough. Yeah, because you, you got to earn yeah. their respect. You know what I'm saying? Oxford, yeah, sure left. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking uh, with, with, at the poly shop, was fucking with me. I, I, you know, but I speak, though. Like, I'm not from here. <laughs> pull up and be like, what's up, Chad? Like, what's up with? Philly rap or Philly R&B? Philly R&B. No, I, I love both of them. I can't pick. You can't pick? You gotta pick. Yeah, I pick. love both of them because, you like, no, 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 because, like, you know, um, Living with my grandma, um, I grew up with my uncles, and my uncles are very, very close to me. They're like my best friends. So like, I'm such a heavy, heavy hip hop head. Like, I the grew up reason, on state prop. Like, I can't, I can't, the only I can't. Why I because Neo Soul and that's Philly. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like Jill Scott. Like, I can't. I Music can't. Soul Child. Right. Like, I can't. The, they no. Had an era. I can't pick between they the two. They had an era. I can't pick between the two. I, so I just I cannot like pick to, the two. But you because know, because I listen to my Jill Scott as much as I listen to my state prop. Okay. Which one for both? I just want to know. <laughs> I just want to know. Besides them two, you name like who? What? What? Uh, Philly R and B is there? I'm kind of maybe I'm. Uh, Jasmine Sullivan, Voice know. to Men, Music Soul Child. I'm about to say. Uh, I didn't know all these people. What was Charlie? What was Charlie saying? Oh my God! I didn't know their background. Oh my God! What is wrong with him? Oh my God! I forget her name. Are you serious? I'm sorry. Do you never heard of oh, Voice she of Men? Oh, uh, absolutely. I just okay. didn't know they were from here. I'm sorry. You That's didn't know Voice of Men was from here? I don't be looking at people's well, backgrounds. They're, 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 really... they're one of their biggest You never songs. heard. I don't okay. say Motown Philly back again. You don't know that song? Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> oh, my. He said, Respectfully he didn't know said, they were saying Philly. But that's two people you named. Who else? Right? I was, I was like, damn. I'm here with one you with Jill. One of the biggest groups, period. I gave you Jill. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I like the question. <laughs> All right, damn. So we got one, we got one yes, and we got one stalemate. I got. I, need... I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't choose between. Can't, uh, what's my last Philly? I got. Do you have one more thing that is exclusively Philly? I'm. I'm trying to think. I was about to say. I six. was gonna do I was gonna sports. Say six is the Eagles, but I, don't I, I that's can't what pick. I, was going to do. I can't pick. I can't pick. You can't pick. No, because I rep from my city like that. That's a fact. You know. I will get people from Philly. You, you see me in the office. Me. I'll be at ABC with my damaged jeans on, with an Eagle hat to the back, like with my stomach out. Like I don't care. Like <laughs> pretty, oh, yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, because you can take the girl out the hood. You can't take the hood out the girl. Yeah. Like I know. I, I know what I represent. I don't know how to code switch at all, so we're good. Neither do I, but I mean, that doesn't affect my reporting. Oh, it should. Yeah. I'd rather be my genuine, true self, and I'm able to still produce. She said that to us when we came in here. She said, yeah. be our genuine, true self. At all selves. times. Yeah. Right before time. we started, too. Definitely. Damn, I can't the, pick my sports teams, no. You can't pick your sports teams. You can't pick your music. No. So when it comes to Philly, you just no not pick. I will kick you off this couch. If you ever ask me that question again, I'll throw you out this building. Wow. Don't disrespect me at all. Don't disrespect, <laughs> Don't disrespect her at I know all. you did not just ask me North Philly she or said South Philly. Philly. Are you crazy? No, no, no. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? <laughs> Listen, she said, are you crazy? I've never heard her curse. Are you, are you crazy? <laughs> my God. Because I'm a lady. <laughs> oh my God! This man did not just ask me that question. This is your friend. I would never oh ask that question. I know. Don't ever ask that question. That's the. I, know the answer. I just had to do some wild shit right there. No, that was really wild. Watch what you say when you're in Philadelphia, saying things like that. Oh, no, Protect yourself. Protect yourself. That's a fact. Nigga, what? Next question. 
<laughs> Next question. <laughs> Excuse me. We don't. No, I don't even, he didn't even ask anything. Yeah, <laughs> definitely did. <laughs> She brought up Little uh, Philly so many times. She faked this out Philly early with the cheesesteak thing. No disrespect to South Philly. Yeah, she was like that some of them. <laughs> that's, that's how some of them get down. You know? That's I like, definitely. I'm from North Philly, baby. <laughs> that's definitely what she said. I'm from North Philly. So, since I can't get you to choose anything Philly, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to go nah, fictional. Now, okay, go, you uh, can ask me whatever you want. I'm, I'm going to try to go fictional. Which fictional character... <laughs> Yes, which fictional character are you choosing? And I'm giving you three. The third one is my personal. Okay. Rocky. Okay. The Fresh Prince. Okay. Or Corey Matthews. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my See? God. It was cool at first, but it was cool for the curve. Symbolic that's my to point. Philadelphia. That's my point. That's like, you can't. It. They're all so. I just. No. Yeah, but mm, I mean, the French fist is like Monson. Like, you can't, you know. When I say I'm from Philadelphia, born prince? and raised, people finish the sentence for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, so I just can't. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to say. Like, that's. Nah, that's another question I can't pick. I've never seen Rocky. Yeah, yeah, I know. But still, that's lit. It wasn't my vibe. Cheesesteak. Okay, where did you get a cheesesteak from? I didn't say I had a cheesesteak. Oh I just said God. this is what I think of when I think of Philly. Oh God. Think of uh, cheesesteaks and the damn eagle. I think I, I'm sorry, I'm we, we are. We are. <laughs> we swept y'all last year. That's all. <laughs> oh my goodness. Jen um, hurts yeah. like, no. a, I can't get her to choose anything. She's Philly to die. Philly ride or die. Philly for life. Do you, all right, this is a question. When I used to go to school in Philly and spend time here, when the Eagles would lose on Monday, the city would be sad. Like, it would be, is it still that? Yeah, because you know why? Because Philadelphia, like, look at me, I can't even choose, right? (laughs) I'm serious because we just really ride. Like, we just, we're all in. We're not like you guys. You're not like you guys. Who's you guys? It's about DC. DC. Area. Yeah, I don't feel like you guys take pride. Like, we take pride. Like I just want to let you know neither of us are that football team fan. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's disrespectful. Like, to me, win or lose, if the Eagles are even the worst, I'm going to still ride for them no matter what. I'm still going to be sad. Like, I'm still going to be upset. Like, that's still my team. You should have been better. You never switch sides on the team. Where are commuter city, man? You never switch sides on the team. The The most loyal thing I've seen in Philly, I went to a Philly (laughs) Wizards game. I'm a Wizards fan, obviously. (laughs) And an eight-year-old child was heckling me the entire time, talking about how bad my team sucked. Good. I'm glad that happened to you. I was like, sir, (laughs) can you get your child? I might curse him out right now. My team is down 30. I am not well right now. Shout out to that kid. It was actually, his birthday, too. It was my yeah. birthday. I they actually enjoyed well. it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I was like, bro, I'm about to touch you. They, know, <laughs> they taught that child well. What's the Teach most, him young. What's the most Philly thing? Before we leave, what's the most Philly thing you've done? Or you could say makes you, like, know you're oh, from Philly? I, 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 how I carry myself 
in D.C. The moment I open my mouth, people know I'm from Philadelphia. People know that. It's a joke at ABC. I'm always like, you know, I'm the mayor of Philly. Now it's, no, she owns it. She owns it. Like, if you know if you need anything in Philly regarding, it doesn't even matter. Like, I'm like the walking encyclopedia. All right. What did Dad say? No, keep, I don't smoke. I'm a, I'm didn't say, I say that I'm a lady? I'm about to say, keep that on the I'm a lady. Oh, my God. This man... Do, would you consider yourself a gentleman? <laughs> would I consider myself a gentleman? Yes. Of Off camera, yes. How does that right, work? This is what we do. I don't know. How does that work? We no, that was, that was a great no, no, Don't ruin it. Don't ruin the vibes. So what we do when we have special guests, we ask them to look into the camera directly. We don't say anything. They look mm -hmm. straight. And they tell our fans, your fans, all the fans, something that they want them to know. So, me and Moop are gonna turn to the side. We're gonna let you do your thing. Talk to the people. Um, so, my name is Abby Cruz, but you guys already know that. Um, I think I just always want people to know about me that I am my genuine, true self inside and outside the newsroom. What you see is what you get. And I feel like that is a real key in life itself. The universe wants you to be you. You will hit roadblocks. You will not become who you need to be if you're trying to be someone else. So if I struggled with that coming into the industry and coming into a new city, I tried to be the ways of DC because it's such a political town. I tried to cover politics and I feel like God wouldn't let me pursue and keep on going because I wasn't really being me and I didn't I wasn't receiving the energy he wasn't gonna bless me because I wasn't being who I who I needed to be and once that clicked and once I was just like you know what this is me take me take it or leave it my whole life changed and I'm able to still be like this and still do the best stories and the best work and I'm very very blessed to be where I'm at yeah you that's hard make some noise for Abby Cruz ABC reporter race and culture Overall, just cool, cool, coolest Philly chick you're gonna meet. We ain't even get into the cigar lounge. Let's end on a good note. We have nothing but time. I was just trying yeah. to, you know, get a but we, we must vibe it. Let's talk about it. Move. Tell us about the cigar lounge. So you know what? I'm going to share something because I know you guys wanted to leave certain things out and I know you brought the TED Talk, but we are in my father's cigar lounge. Shout out Pop, shout out Pop. Shout out to my dad. This is his own personal. Yes, um, and I know that a lot of people cigars. are probably going to see this and I know a lot of people are going to be like, damn, like she's cool with her dad now. Like, you know, I saw the TED Talk and that's something about forgiveness. You know, this year was a year where I told myself I was really going to forgive. And there's someone at ABC who told me, you know, you have such a pure heart, Abby, but you have to learn forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And um, I told my dad this year, I was like, yo, like, I really want you in my life. Like, let's make this work. And um, it's been a hurdle. It's been a struggle, but we're trying to get to a good place now. And um, I support him. We're building that relationship. And when my friends told me they wanted to do this podcast, I said, yo, I'm always giving people opportunities. Mm -hmm. We could have done this anywhere in DC. We know a lot of people. Yeah, we could have done this, psh, the businesses I know. And I was like, no, let's just do it in Philly and let's support my dad's business. Um, provide a cigar lounge. My dad told me something that I didn't know recently. Um, he told me that like in Puerto Rico, like um, growing up, his grandpa, right? Um, 
that they like roll tobaccos and smoke cigars. Like, and that's how he got introduced to cigars in Puerto Rico. Um, mm. I'm half Puerto Rican. I didn't know that because I don't know his side of the family. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, and when he told me that, I just thought like that's such a good story and an inspiration for him to want to do this. Yeah. Also, the cigars are, are amazing. Our sound men are loving it's a it. Damn good cigar. Our crew <laughs> is smoking you them. Might need another one. Really? <laughs> Listen. Great vibe. The spot is lovely too. Make sure when you're in Philly, you come check it out. Make sure. And that's what I was gonna say earlier. Like, I fuck with the fact that you were able to make that connection with your dad because I lost my father. Oh, I love that. And we dead as we're like in the middle of trying to rekindle our relationship. Wow. Like we were emailing back and forth. Like, and he emailed me right before he got on the road and got to the accident that killed him. And so I woke wow. up the next day, read that, and replied. When I replied, and then I got the phone call, and it was just like, yeah, father's gone. I'm so happy you told me that. I'm yeah. so thankful that you told me that, and What's you wrong? gave me that message because I have a really good friend that I play poker with, and um, like he was like, are you ever going to forgive your mom? I was like, no, she could go somewhere. He's like, what about your dad? I was like, he could go somewhere for sure. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, let me tell you something. Like, My dad came into my life late. Mm-hmm. He's like, in the same year, me and him were finally getting close. I lost him. Yeah. And he's like, and I can't talk to him no more. Yeah. And when he gave me that message, like, I told my dad, I tell my dad this all the time, when I'm mad at him, when I can't take him no more, I'm like, bro, what made me forgive you for not like being around is that like when you die, I don't want you to be by yourself on your deathbed. You understand? Like that has to be the worst feeling that like you have no one else there. And it's just like, I would, if, if I have one kid, if I have two kids, like, I would hope if I'm about to die that they can forgive me to see me. Mm. You understand? And, like, have those last words because once I'm gone, like, they're never going to be able to talk to me again. For sure. But, yeah, I really admire this. No, no, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving me that message. Listen, you are a real, like, real person. Very open and, like... But it's even, even different segue. Like, my dad has another daughter. And, um... Like, I grew up with my sisters and my one brother from my mom's side that were so close that, like, I shied away from her, too. Mm. I was like, yo, like, I kind of don't even want to get to know you. Like, I got my sisters. And for a long time, she was always on my mind because she reached out to me. And I was just like, no. But she grew up an only child. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I have to be a big sister to her, too. I, I have to be. I made a connection with my little sister, too. You understand, yeah. right? And you feel like father, a responsibility. I didn't know I had a little sister until my father passed. And then I was just like, I'm not fucking with that. Right. And then uh, it was earlier this year because I made like a lot of changes. And like we follow each other on Instagram and whatnot. And so I actually like DM'd her and I was just like, hey, yo, like if you ever need me, like you need to talk or whatever, like hit my phone. I gave her my phone number. And like we maintained a relationship ever since. That's what I'm saying, right? Don't you feel like it's like a sense of responsibility? Yeah. Yeah, it's like. like My father gone. And it's just like. You by yourself. She's staying the only child, technically, between their two parents. Between mm-hmm. her two parents. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, yeah, like, this guy fucked up. And, like, you out the way, but I got to let you know, like, I fuck with you. I still love you regardless. Like, I need to build that relationship. No, 100%. And the fact that I couldn't build it with my father is just like, you was with him for a little bit longer than I was. So no. and I And I said that, too, to myself. I was like, she didn't. It's not her fault, yeah. and she didn't grow up with any siblings. She didn't ask me. And and you know what, too? <laughs> I'm such a great big sister to my other sisters. Yeah. How can I not be a big sister to you? That's some yeah. introspection, and right there. I didn't there. know how to be a big brother, like, cause I'm the youngest child. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I just looked at it. I was just like, if I can talk to my niece and nephew, then it's just like, 
I can just like focus you because they the same age. So yeah, I put your pride to the side. For sure. Yeah. Ego too. Definitely. Wow, they done made us. We done went from ten talks <laughs> to you know nice games to therapy. This is I told you the world's greatest podcast. <laughs> tell you sure. I have the range. Oh. Anything else? Whoa, give us some brunch spots. I'm kind of hungry now. Uh, so, in Philly or D.C.? Philly. Philly. Because we're here. Well, my favorite, yo, it's becoming like, oh my God, it's becoming like my go-to, and I, I told my dad this, but he don't know that we're probably going to eat there now. It's the, <laughs> it, it's the love. And it's like, because you know why? My favorite holiday is Valentine's Day. Okay. Mm. And I, this this boy that Sean talked to me, he's like, oh, I'll make sure every single day you feel like it's your birthday. I was like, I'll make sure when you get with me, every day is Valentine's Day, baby. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, the, you know, Valentine's Listen, Day is my favorite. The, bar, the bars are heavy with this one. <laughs> <laughs> so Valentine's Day is my favorite holiday, um, and when you go to the love, uh, you feel fight. like it's Valentine's Day, okay. but their food is so good, too, and I'm such a brunch girl. Like, I don't like breakfast, I don't like dinner. Brunch, brunch. just hits the spot for me, and when I go to the love, they got the best brunch. The love. You the gotta, love, but you, you gotta know, but you can't go to, that's what I'm saying, it's like Valentine's Day, you have to, like, bring someone nice. The love, y'all got a shout-out, though. She's, yeah, she's I, not... Th- they She's know. She's not easy with the they shout know. out. They so know. Out. It's the love for me. And, um, it's the love for me. Um, dinner, we had this conversation. Remember you I told your, you? Uh, but you're saying, remember I told you? Like, yes. yo, we had, like, we could talk about that. We could talk about that. Cause we can. We I didn't want to go the spot. Nah, we could, I, yeah, you go. I was about to bring it up. I was about to bring it up. All right, you're going to bring it up. All right, go ahead, act it. Just give it to me. Give it to me. Just you won't bring it up. I mean, I was just going to. Nigga, you here now. Don't be scared now. Say it with your chest. I remember you talking about Buddy, and I was just like, is this the Buddy that's supposed to be the every day is Valentine's Day type of guy? But again, I didn't want to. Okay, well, it's not Buddy. Buddy is, it's buddy not is, Buddy. Buddy is, buddy is, is discretionary. Buddy is, not, not buddy is yeah. discretionary. Buddy is I'm not going to. Well, I don't know. Okay, well, I say this. No, sir. Buddy. No, I say this. That's someone who, like, really has my heart. But we're not in the best situation. But it's like, when someone's special, you gotta step, you gotta make that move. The transparency. Yeah, when I someone's special, never. you gotta make that move. No, when someone's special, you gotta make that move. And it's like, I told him this the other day. I was like, yo. I feel you, Charlie. So you give it to I told him this the other day. I'm like, I could be talking to anybody. I can be like vibing with somebody. But as soon as that boy hits my phone, it's like I'm outside. You know, like I know his position. When you know someone's worth, you know how to move with that person. And, um, no, it was it was his birthday recently, and you know. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the story. You know, you know the business. Above and beyond for that guy. Nah, nah, he nah, you, know, it. you know how the business is. You know, you always doing stories. You always traveling. <laughs> and I only had like half a day off, and um, I was just about to flex on you I was just about to send a bottle, like you know what I'm saying, like yo, happy birthday. I ain't forget about you. And um, I'm close with his family. His family is close with my family. And his uncle was like, what? No, girl, you got to come see him. You know how it is. You can't send no bottle. I was like, I only got half the day off. I was like, I'm going to have to make this move. And I was having such a bad day. And this is going to sound so corny. I was having such a bad day at work. I was like in the worst mood. I was like, should I even go down there? And when I FaceTimed him, as soon as I saw his face, like my whole day changed. And I was like, I got to go down there. Down I like there. How you were used to I was like, I gotta go down there I now. Early. You ain't <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, I only have half a day. Like, and I'm such a big stepper. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm such, such a yeah, big no, stepper. Real. Like, my hand is strong. And like I said, he's not just anybody. So I was like, it's not stopping. how am I 
It's your birthday. I love birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> it's your birthday. I have to do something good for your birthday. And um, you know, I being from Philly, I know a lot of the restaurants mm-hmm. and I was just, just like, the Man, flex. This was the flex. If, yeah. if I'm gonna do it, like you just gotta take someone somewhere special. And I was like, I I, I already had a few places, you know. I, my dad was like, What you gonna do? Budokan? I'm like, nah, man, we can do that any day. We can do that any day. And I I um I hit a butcher and singer and they're like, We don't have any reservations. And I was like, Well, let me talk to you know, I had to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. And they were like, All right, all right, um, we close at eleven. Can you be here at ten thirty? I was like, nah, it's like our first date slash birthday. They were like, all right, we're going to give you 9 o'clock. Like, they made room. They made time. You know, I had to go. Big stepper. Yeah, I was like, yeah, but now I got to get my hair done. I got to get my makeup done. I got to get an outfit. Like, you got to make sure. This is a date. Watch it's a date. Watch step on this. <laughs> Y'all not stepping, man. It's I was a just date. Saying. It's a date. Right. So y'all can't step to her. That was my bar yeah, for the day. Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's not buddy. He's just when someone's special, it doesn't no, matter. No, that was just our way of not. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand, but she was like, put some respect on put his respect. name. Put the respect. You're saying when you see him, you see me. You understand? So I can't just let you call him buddy. That's my friend. That's my friend. Her friend. Can he be a little friend or? Nah, no, no L I L, like little. Yeah. No, because little friend means like y'all just mess around and it's like not no title. When mm. someone in Philly be like, oh, that's my friend, that means like, oh, y'all like boot oh, up. Oh, okay, okay. Like, oh, so that's, that's her, your friend. So that's her friend. Mm. That's her friend. Like friend. Like friend. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Philly. <laughs> shout out to Lalia. What else do we need to shout out? Nothing. I mean. Shout out Good Vibes. Shout out to being your true authentic self. Shout out to Dad for allowing shout us. Shout out to Pastor Hours to be here. Hospitality. Shout out to the Lucidar, man. All day. Smell fucking amazing, dog. I'm definitely going to cut this in like this. And, you know, shout out to us. Because, you know. We're the best. Stay into your next episode. Turn into the next episode. Hold on. Do a drop for us so we can keep using it forever. Say, say, say how cool the podcast is the best podcast in the world. Hey, what's going on? You already know it's your girl, Abby Cruz, repping ABC News, covering race and culture. And I'm getting down with Hazy Thoughts. Stay tuned for the next episode. Hey. Off the dome, too. When I see real lives, I need more. I'm raising in the sun, lead the blind for sure. Higher, higher, higher. To the street, rest in peace, young nigga. This a heaven for a G. Be alive if I told you that I never thought of death. My niggas, we the last one left. But life gets higher, higher, higher.